1: Welcome to the PHNX Wildcats show brought to you by DraftKings. This number one sports book app going right there. I am merely Mike Luke joined by the great one, William Brad Alice. All right, William, you were first of all, you were
0: up at a Chiefs
1: game right uh, recent or uh, last uh,
0: against the Cardinals. Tell us about that first. Well, let's just say it's a better game day experience than uh, Arizona stadium was. Unfortunately, Uh, you know, Yeah, went to Chiefs game, had bought my wife as a Chiefs fan. That's why we're together. Long story that we'll tell on a a, July podcast someday. Mm -hmm. But uh, bought her tickets to the Cardinals Chiefs game for her birthday. Um, By the time we get there, we had already had to cancel one parking permit, get another one. We're on hold with uh, a certain ticket broker that doesn't sponsor this network. And I think I'm going to use that one from now on uh, to get it replaced. At the last second, she's like, I want better tickets. See what you can find. I sat row three uh, for, for, for not for Were you next more. to anybody important? Uh, you know, in front of us during warm-ups, we saw uh, um, the brother of my favorite person in the world who I'm not related to. That is uh, Patrick Mahomes brother and wife. They were um, what you would think they were doing, taking photos. Um, he was taking photos of her. She's, you know, she's uh, whatever. She has her businesses and, and stuff. But um, the one thing I realized from sitting that close to the field. I have been around elite recruits. I've seen, you name an NBA player Mm -hmm. that's been in the league more than 10 years, I've seen him in person. Orlando Brown may be the largest human being I've ever seen in person.
1: He's mad. The the largest person I've ever seen is Calais Campbell, but it's the same thing.
0: Yeah, Orlando Brown's about 6'8", 330. Right. Um, I I will tell you this. Carlos Dunlop may be the most, he was, he's about 6'7". He looks like a power forward out there. Orlando Brown looks like he eats peasants. I mean, it's... um, (laughs) He looks
1: like he eats Mike Luke and Brad Hallis.
0: He's a giant, yeah. And there's some other guys who are much thicker. You know, Tershawn Wharton, Kalen Saunders are like toasters with legs. But um, it was a lot of fun. Obviously, as a Chiefs fan, it was a lot of fun. Cardinals did a really good job. I will say that some of their game day prep people uh, who could have made life miserable. We had a... I don't want to get the guy in trouble. We had a bag for our binoculars. Like, can you take the binoculars out, and put the bag in your pocket? No problem. Right. So didn't have to go back to the car. Uh, some of the event staff were kept, played by the rules, but still were like letting kids take pictures of the field without you. Know, like you can't stand here, but you can stand here, take your picture. Yeah. So really good job by the Cardinals. Um, I, I wish I could say as much about the U of A. Right. It was well, a little bit, a little bit rough.
1: Well, let's talk about the, uh, let's talk about on the field first. So, Um, a lot of people you know mississippi state first and foremost is a good team they're not a great team but that looks like you know that's what a team that is ranked 20th in the nation should probably look like again they feel like they're somewhere in there and arizona the one thing that i keep going back to and i keep going back to over and over again is that last year's arizona team would have lost 56 to nothing with this performance arizona did not play well And they were still down one score driving late in the third quarter. So the margin for error for this squad is significantly higher than it was even at this point
0: last year. If Arizona played a cleaner game, they have a chance to win. Now, let me preface this. If Arizona plays a clean game, Mississippi State plays a clean game, Mississippi State wins by about the same score. Correct. But Arizona had the turnovers. Arizona had Jaden Delara deciding not to run. a Nicolette. Uh, the bad sack, some drops, Uh, a bizarre penalty. I don't remember Arizona ever being called for, the not being set for one full second. Right. Which was, by the way, the absolute right call. Like, they ran up to the line and they snapped it. Uh, So if you take out half of those, Arizona's got a chance to win. And let's be honest, Arizona was down even two scores midway fourth. If they could convert anywhere, maybe that's a different game. It wasn't. That being said, Mississippi State's better. And right. Mississippi State, but they're not, you know, they're about to spread. They're probably about a 12-point better team if all right. things are even. Um, their biggest advantage is, frankly, experience. Mm-hmm. I did not realize they had that many starters back or that many snaps back. I knew how many starters, but I didn't know how many snaps back. Um, they're better. Their offensive line really good but it did dominate Arizona. They rushed, but not well. I'll tell you where that I think the biggest difference was, I think it was speed on the edges. Our uh, U of A's tackles had a lot of trouble with those defensive ends.
1: Well, and that's where I was going to go to. We talked about it before the season that I was curious to see, because again, we've heard it a lot and I'm not, you know, demeaning the kid, but I was curious to see how good Jordan Morgan was against, you know, upper level competition right there. And I, again, I've, I've, I've seen him in Marana. Um, he just never struck me as a big time recruit strikes me as a guy that you bring in, but you know, seeing him on all these awards lists, uh, watch lists surprised me a little bit, but I think you're right. I think Arizona's problem was, is that it just looked like off the edges and even in the interior a little bit, Mississippi state just looked quicker. They looked more explosive than what Arizona had.
0: And that, and that's what you're advertising know, We kind of said this, I think I said on your show, I know I said it on my ill-fated, uh, loss to the computer crash, uh, podcast, which I have now recovered, but a little too late. SC, we know they have SEC athletes. Do they have SEC football players? And they're right. kind of somewhere in between. Um, you know, I think if Jordan Morgan goes against a lot of defensive ends from the Pac-12, especially yeah. when I, not the rush ends, but the contain ends, he'll be fine. These guys were just fast. And the other tackles struggled with it. And I'm guessing – those two defensive tackles, I don't know how big they were. I know they're in the, what, 290 to 305 range. Right. But they're going to be about two-tenths of a second probably faster than most teams Arizona will face. Hmm. Um, and that's just the SEC for you. Uh, but, again, their offensive line was good, but it didn't dominate. It's not like they could just – they ran the ball effectively early, then they didn't. They passed well. But realistically, if if Mississippi State doesn't have, what, four short fields, Right. Uh, four of their seven scores were on short fields. One was the opening drive. Arizona adjusted. One was the opening drive of the second half. Arizona adjusted a little bit. And then the last long drive was the last one of the game when Arizona was gassed. Right. Emotionally and physically. Uh, so I thought the defense, again, the defense couldn't make many big stops, but they, they did a good job. You know, if you look at the defense by a B minus C plus type game, the offense, not quite as good. Um, but I, I, the, the defense was decent and defense probably played well enough to win in other games when Arizona's not giving the ball up at the at the forty, when Arizona's not having a twenty yard punt. Uh so yeah. So I again Arizona's better than they were last year. And that's all we can ask. Again, we're remember
1: And and they're marked and they're markedly, the
0: we wanted and, three and a half wins. We wanted four wins. This looks like a four win football team And, and Brad they're team.
1: they're markedly better. They're not just it's not just a situation where you're like, eh, I'm maybe, maybe marginally better. It's There's clearly a real, talent, um, a real talent imprint there that I wanted to get to in just a second. But let me tell you about Four Peaks Brewery right here, the official brew of PHNX. This Saturday, September 18th, Arizona Cardinals watch party at Four Peaks. You can enjoy great drink specials, Cardinal ticket giveaways, and a 220-inch screen experience. Check out our link in the description. Must be 21 or older. Enjoy responsibly um shout out to
0: four peaks i tried to get a four peaks at a an establishment in glendale uh they were changing out kegs because they had sold out
1: right well i'm um, telling you it's, it's good stuff we good were at the, stuff
0: yeah i never ended up getting one unfortunately because they took a little too long to change out that keg but hey they were sold out two hours before the game
1: we were at the tap and bottle remote and uh they were handing out four peaks a lot of four peaks fans out there so yes brad you're right as, as always okay but let's talk about uh on the defensive side of the ball though um, I thought that the defense was, if you were to tell me that they were going to give you that performance before the game, I would have taken it. And what I mean by that is you had a team where yes, Will Rogers, great name, by the way, but Will Rogers, who threw for, he threw for 300 yards, but he did it on 39 completions. So again, eight yards of pop, cool. I get it stays ahead, but it's not like they broke you that way. You gave up hundred yards on the ground. Quite frankly, if I were to tell you before this game, that Arizona would give up 400 yards of total offense. Brad, I would have taken it
0: again I think the thing is you look at that was a Mike Lee that's what Mike Leach's team do and, and mm-hmm. again the good news is Arizona only gave up hundred on the ground they didn't give up 150 to 200 right they didn't give up big plays they didn't give up big plays really right uh, at least it wouldn't Um they only gave up the two long drives and this Leach team loves long drives this is not a quick strike offense this is a dink and dunk offense and again Arizona on four of the seven scores were short field and they held them to field goals twice. Again, it wasn't a dominant defense. We're not going to pretend that it wasn't a great, it was a good performance though, because again, if the offense is matching and that's, you know, everyone said it was going to be time of possession. No, it's the stat to look at that they don't actually put up. I think we got to start telling this is offensive efficiency. You know, Arizona, unfortunately, where they score on three of their drives. Right. They scored on seven. I don't care if you – if Arizona had scored six times on eight plays and got beat 50-10 to 10 on time of possession, fine. Uh, but you need to be – and they weren't efficient. Again, they took the sack that prevented the field goal. They stalled it the, a couple times forward out in their territory after turnovers when you were chasing points. Uh, that was the bigger problem in the game, because again, you only gave up three long touchdown right. drives. Now, again, in a perfect world, if you're an elite team, you're only giving up one. You know, Alabama may not give up three to them, but you're not Alabama. You're trying to become Mississippi State. That's the next. You know. Right now, Arizona and 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 apologies to Lawrence Kansas, because you're going to disagree with me. Right now, Arizona is Kansas. They are. Vanderbilt they are insert you know Boston College now you got to get to becoming Mississippi State Texas right. Tech Purdue then you can think about being
1: taking that next rung and getting into that upper Baylor, in those. you're right. never
0: going to be USC I'm right. sorry Arizona fans you're not you can't do that anywhere but you could be what Va Tech was five years ago Mm-hmm. You can be what, you know, again Can you Kansas be what Va- State,
1: Can you be what Vatech was under the the heyday of uh, Frank Beamer?
0: That's exactly what I'm talking about because people mm-hmm. forget when I was a kid, Vatech was bad. Right. It was a bad program. Kansas State would sometimes not win more than two games in a four-year stretch. Bill As Snyder
1: all- by the way, the most underrated college football coach in history.
0: Absolutely. So that's what Arizona has to want to be is a team that can win 9 to 10. But to be that, you first have to become a team that can win five or six. And then you have to right. become a team that can win seven or eight. Uh, you know, maybe you can jump ahead. But right now, Arizona's going from, again, the doldrums to competitive. And again, credit Kansas because Kansas is 2 0. And, and uh, you know, they had a basketball score in their game against West Virginia. They're going to be lucky to score that many against Huggy Bear. But that's what Arizona has to be. And I think Mississippi State is a great measuring stick. Right. Because under Leach, Mississippi State, and even to an extent under Mullen for a while, that was an eight or nine win program. Um, Some of that smoke and mirrors was scheduling, but that's what Arizona. And so they measured up and they're probably five players short. Yes. And
1: let's talk about let's talk about the passing situation here. First of all, I want to caution people that this is one game. Jaden Delora was bad. There's really there's no way around it. Um, My My biggest problem with him was not – he looked a little bit like Khalil Tate, the bad Khalil Tate, where um, you have 20 yards in front of you and and you don't decide to take it. You decide to just chuck it into the end zone or whatever. That, to me, didn't make any sense. But the other stuff, I can chalk up to just being a bad game. And again, when you look at it, Brad, this is a guy that's got a long track record here. He's got a Pac-12 freshman of the year, lit up San Diego State. So the people that are talking about a quarterback change right now, and there is, and that's not a straw man argument. There's real people out there saying that. It's one game, guys. It's one game. The odds are he's probably going to come back against North Dakota State and look really good.
0: Yeah. First and foremost was his decision not to run. And I saw one person saying they thought he had a leg injury. I don't know. He moved really well. I mean, he, he did a fantastic job to stay alive in the pocket. That was phenomenal. Right. Uh, secondly, they are worried about him getting killed downfield. He had a lot. I honestly think he probably had 70 or 80 yards rushing in that game if he takes off and slides. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to take a hit. Because once he got by that pass rush, which he did very well, all he had was DBs. There were no linebackers. There were, it was Again some of those he wouldn't have gotten the first I see what he's trying to do others you got to take off and run you got to right. take seven eight nine because it might be 15. um the other thing is in person it looked like he had a hitch in his throw for for part of the game he almost looked like he was pushing the football instead that, of
1: um, that was noticeable from the press box as well <laughs> and,
0: and, and, I, and I was a few rows lower but yeah I was I did not notice that against San Diego State. Right. Um, I will even say later in the game, it seemed to have gone. When he got in that rhythm, when he what he complete six, seven in a row. And we Mm -hmm. can talk about then the decision to bring Joyner back in um, the the hitch appeared to have disappeared. So I don't know if maybe he hit got hit early and the shoulder was stiff and had to wait for it to loosen up. I don't know if he had again was just pressing and was pushing it. Uh, you know, it's like a pitcher when they start uh aiming instead of just throwing.
1: Right. Instead of just throwing. Right. Uh,
0: that might have been all it is. It might have been an injury. It might have been who knows, but it was noticeable. And I didn't oh. notice that before. Um, So, again, he might have taken a hit early. We don't know about was just kind of out of sorts that it does unfortunately happen. Again, right. if you're calling now, I will say this. I do have a slight concern. We saw Gunner Cruz play really well in week one and oh, then no. fall off the table. I don't think that's going to happen. But could Jed Fish be a guy who with three weeks to prep gets their quarterbacks a little more ready? Again, I don't think that's going to happen. But I'm, I'm going to be honest here. You know, instead of being all sunshine, eh. Right, uh, for sure. I really need to see Jaden Delara play better next week.
1: Yeah, no doubt about um, it.
0: Um, I wanted- because, again, I do have that. I still can't explain what happened to Gunner Cruz. I don't know how you throw for 287 against BYU and then – Look like you've never played football before against San Diego State, when there's not that big a difference between teams. But again, I don't think I don't really have that concern. But it, it's what was it like? It was like when you know Arizona basketball kept losing first round games, and then they right. won. They won, and then you're like, and it's like all of a
1: sudden it's like, all right, is this? But I want to I want to
0: see it again. And then right. the next year they lost to Miami Ohio, and then. They didn't lose again for like six or seven years, right. but uh, yeah. So I have that fear and that's probably just me being irrational. Uh,
1: I've got some good news to break right here. A couple, a couple of uh, house cleaning or some inventory right here. First of all, I'm going to tell you about tap and bottle. This is the place. They're going to host every single AZ Wildcats podcast watch party for all away football and basketball games. And you can head down to their downtown location to meet me, enjoy the food trucks, Four Peaks Brew giveaway. And again, first our next watch party is going to be the next away game, not this week, but next week. There's a good chance that Uncle Kev will be making his debut here October 15th. So we're going to hold Uncle Kev to that, but we'll keep you certainly up to date on that one. And one other thing that I tell about real quick, game time. Now, game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets, sports, concerts, shows. Brad could have used that yesterday. I should have. Save up to 60% on uh, tickets when you buy tickets last minute. It's great for you, procrastinators, your William Brad Alice's of the world, your Mike Luke's. And if you love PHNX and you love game time, the best way to support us is by buying uh, your tickets through the link in the description. All right. I want to talk a little bit about T Mac here. I don't like how they, because again, we're not we're not going to be all flowers and sunshine here. I don't like how they use T Mac right now. It feels to me like, unless Noah Fafita's in the game, which we're going to get to, that T Mac is just kind of this. Well, we're just going to throw it up to him. He's just going to be a jump ball type guy when it doesn't feel like he's being used as a normal receiver would be used. Do you see any of that or no?
0: Some you don't. I also do you? say this. He had a, when they did throw like a normal receiver, he had a couple bad drops.
1: Mm-hmm. No doubt.
0: Um, he's an 18 year old kid playing college football. We put a lot of pressure on, um, but yeah, there were others where there was the one that was the pick that got called back. It appeared he ran the wrong route because Delara went, made a beeline for him, and started yelling at him. Or Delara screwed up, and uh, so I need to see more. I, I yeah, I think. One thing I would like to see, especially with young receivers, is get them some easy throws. You know, run the slant, run uh, a quick out. Even if you know you're only going to pick up three, just let them get the hand on the ball, take the light hit. Uh, and it's the same thing with some of the other guys. You know, I, I want to see them run some, for lack of a better word, easier plays for 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 Speedy Luke. I want to see. Look, you I, mentioned, I, I mean, mentioned crazy that. enough. I think Jonah Coleman's first carry might have been on a fourth and one. Right. You, you um, mentioned, you know, i am not, you know, again, I like doing that for quarterbacks too. get them some rhythm throws.
1: You are at Speedy Luke. I think we're at, I think Arizona is still trying to figure out where, what to do with him. My question is this, why aren't why isn't he returning
0: kicks? I think they're worried about him getting hit.
1: He's well, so
0: small. Yeah. All right. Now, I will say this. That's all. And that's always the excuse. Why you can't use your star players on kick returns. When's the last time you remember a kick returner getting hurt for the season?
1: Well, right. Exactly. And it's it not doesn't like it really
0: happened. It's, and always it's not like he's be- blocking,
1: right? And it's not like he's being used prominently on the offensive side. I I figured when he they when they signed him, I figured to myself, yeah, he's going to be that kick returner. I mean, DeAnthony Thomas didn't get into Oregon, and they just said, you know what, you're too small because they're the same size coming in. They didn't say, you know what, you're too small. We're not going to do this. This is also too a little bit why I caution to people against the trunk candidate Speedy Luke comparison. We're big fans of Speedy Luke on this show, Fam. Only player on the team that we call Fam here, but. Trunk Candidate was a big, I mean, a bigger dude. He was 205 pounds. Speedy's probably about 165. So, yes, he's fast, but I never saw the Trunk comparison, to be honest with you.
0: No, he's not. Like I said, Dennis is a slightly better. Really, you're going back to guys like Thomas Steptoe. Uh, and even those guys were bigger. I mean, right. Cedric Steptoe was a thick individual, made by his sophomore year. Um, but we've seen undersized guys. But And it, yeah, it's not his height. He's short. But so's Jonah right. Coleman. But Jonah right. Coleman's two twenty. It's thickness. It's muscle. And even then, I've seen a lot of people. This guy only weighs three pounds more than he did last year. Yeah, but trans. I I haven't seen enough pictures of Speedy Luke in street clothes to know how much muscle uh, does he have on. My guess is they think he's too slight to take a lot of contact, which is fine. But to me, yeah, run him on a punt return and run him to the sideline. Um, right. Use him as a deep threat, uh, assuming he can catch. You know, put him in the slot and run him deep and and see if you can't get him behind the defense. Use him as a decoy. So I think there are things you can do. Now my guess is right now you're still just trying to still implement your offense the way you want it. You know, you're figuring out how to get Jacob Cowling the ball more consistently. You're trying to figure out how to get T Mac the ball. You're trying to figure out how to juggle carry. So maybe game planning for speedy loops low on your list of priorities. um, but it's something you need to figure out because again, you he's a potential weapon. But there's some other guys they've barely gotten the ball that are potential weapons. So I, I they're still not spreading the ball around as much as I'd like them to. All
1: right. I'd actually, if somebody just messaged me right now and asked this, Brad, and we're gonna see if we can get you to commit to this on air. We might not be able to, but we're gonna see. Can you will you change your background to back the A if they win this week? Be two and one going into conference play.
0: Like the background on the back air? the A. Or on my Twitter. I changed it on Twitter already.
1: Oh, is, is it on Twitter? Is it back? Yeah, I, I,
0: I did it Friday before the first game. I just want to make you sweat. I think, unless uh, I did it wrong, I'm. An, you got to remember, I'm an old man. Brad, I didn't know this. I apologize. Oh no, yeah, I'm... no, no, no. Yeah, it's my my background's back. The A. Yeah. Okay. Well, well I... I I was waiting for you to call me out.
1: Brad, and I was oh, going to make,
0: but no, I oh, did it Friday before the San Diego State Brad, game, just to make you Brad, Brad,
1: you're leader of men. That's why we yeah. like you so and, much on this show.
0: Yeah, no, I okay. already did it. Right. I think with North- this background, I'm like, I don't know how to change background. I'm sitting on my couch because the cool room with all the cool stuff on the walls too crowded with a, a puppy kennel.
1: No, well, North Dakota State. All right, Brad, I apologize. You were the man. I should have, right. I should have I expected it. this. North Dakota State now. Um, I get the point spread came out. It's a very close point spread. I think it's like two points or something. I am still of the belief though, that as good as North Dakota state is, and I totally get it. You put in NFL quarterbacks. I get all of that. I believe that you should still be able to beat North Dakota state at home.
0: Really? NFL. I mean, I know they got two and Arizona has one, but I mean,
1: top five. All right. How about this top five picks? It maybe shouldn't have been top five picks. How about I mean, that?
0: You know Carson Wentz. We want to know. You know right. Trey Lance. Uh, but no. But again, Arizona has had Nick Foles and who was it back in the '30s? I mean, um, so
1: yeah, there was yes.
0: Uh, one of the buildings is named. I can't remember which. Yeah, for I, sure. It's, it's
1: if you funky. if you the NFL as a quarterback at the U of A, you get a building named after you. That's how we do it around. I want
0: to know. I want to know where the Foles Center is. So, right. Uh, no, but you know what? Look, this is a good team. Um, and I know those stat, they have got, they've won seven in a row, 10 total against FBS opponents. They also haven't played an FBS opponent since 2000 or 2016. Right. Um, so other than transfers on this squad who have played at the FBS level, none of them played an FBS team. They certainly haven't. If you looked at the list of teams they beat, there's some good teams in there. They're all Midwest games. So, right. Uh, you know, they've beaten Iowa. I think it's Iowa state, Minnesota. Good, good. So, should Arizona be afraid? Absolutely. Yeah, you, you, you lost NAU last year, and that was not a good team, right? Um, but this is a unique challenge now for for NDSU too. They have to again make that long trip. Something they're, you know, I know looking at it that they've made the trip to Eastern Washington, I think twice, uh, but other than that, they don't venture real far from home until the postseason, uh, and and they shouldn't. It's a budget thing. I mean, this team, you know, it's, again, they have half the budget. Um, they're going to be taking on athletes that they're not used to. Uh, Arizona, I think, has proven that their lines are, are pretty good and, and legit. So, again, do I understand the lines? Sure. Uh, do I think North Dakota State can win? Yeah, I do. But I'm not trembling.
1: Right. Last year, um, if we had last Mississippi year's State, Rocker- Mississippi
0: State, to me, was the team that was most likely to beat Arizona, the three, and, and they did. So let's see what Arizona can do, what Arizona can yeah, it, it, to me, it would still be considered a bad loss if they lose this game. Yeah, or I believe a loss, no, but it would be like not as bad as maybe losing to Colorado last year. But you know, it's,
1: but, it's but a I believe loss. the ta- I believe the talent level is at such a, is at a level now where Arizona should win that. One thing that I need though from the Air, from the Wildcats is, and we talked about this all offseason, and sh- certainly showed against San Diego State. I need the wide receivers to play better. The wide receivers have to be the strength of this team. And when you have six drops or whatever the case may be, especially against a team that's better than you, that just can't happen. The guys on this team, especially those starting receivers, are more than good enough. Cowing, Singer, and T Mac, they've got to if they can get their hands on the ball, they gotta be able to catch it, Brad.
0: Yeah, and you know, you've got to take advantage. And I haven't looked at North Dakota State's lineups. I don't know how big their linebackers and safeties are, but I'm guessing Tanner McLaughlin is going to be a matchup play there. He looks, right. he looks like he has NFL size out there. I don't think he's an NFL player, but size. So you get him posted up on, a, on, you know, because some of their linebackers, my guess are going to be more like 5'10", instead of 6'1". Um, you know, Arizona has to. And where the difference should be in this game is depth. Remember, they only have 60-some-odd scholarships. And depending on weather, it could be hot and humid or just hot. Uh, so Arizona needs to really, you know, take advantage. Now, Arizona depth is probably about the same when you factor in the the amount of guys who probably shouldn't be on an Arizona roster. But that's what I want to see Arizona do is, you know, use the running game, use the short passing game, uh, use that defensive rotation to really wear down a team that, again, their top 22 may not be significantly different than Arizona's top 22 but if 23 to 50 is not better for Arizona, then you've got a real problem.
1: All right. I wanted to talk a little bit of Arizona hoops, right? By the way, let's get a prediction. What do you, what do you think for Arizona? Uh,
0: like 38-31 Arizona.
1: 38-31. Okay. I agree with that. I'm in there. Let's talk a little bit of Arizona basketball now. We haven't talked about that in recent weeks. Weeks. Recent weeks. My question is this, Brad. What do you – I'm looking at this team right now and – what are your biggest question marks and who do you think is the player that we don't know what they can do, but might have the biggest upside as far as maybe surprising some people and maybe being that all conference type guy.
0: Um, my biggest question is, is consistent perimeter scoring, especially from the wing. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, last year they had Matherin who you could pencil in for 12 and you might get 30. Right. Um, you had Terry who could hit big shots. Um, this year and I just don't know. Could it be Pella Larson? Yeah. But to me, the two guys who could be all conference players that we just don't know right. are Visa and Ball. Adama Ball might blow up.
1: Mm-hmm. There is either. there's very much that possibility he can because again, like we've talked about before many times. This is a player that came through here and he came in as a 17 and a half year old. It's really popular now for people that are, you know, to hold their kids back a year, hold their kids back two years. So they get on campus and they're a 20 or a 21-year-old freshman. Right now, I think uh, right now, I think that this is a team or a, this is a player that he should be a freshman. He's got a full year in front of him. I could see him being a breakout guy. I really could.
0: Don't forget, he's also got a full year in the weight room, a full year in the culture. Both basketball and just the culture of the United States, right? Um, so yeah, I think, and he and then he went back and played some some big time ball uh, for one of the you know was it French under eighteen teams mm-hmm. and Visser's is kind of the same way, you know, Visser is is more of age, um, he's you know I, they when they were let's go back they were able to stash ball basically,
1: no right. pressure, right?
0: And when he came in games he scored. So he looks like a bucket to me, but right. I don't know. And then Viser, yeah, I just don't know how. A, I don't know how quickly he's going to adapt. And B, how much are they going to need him? Because if a, if Bolo, who looks to be in even better shape, and he looked in good shape last year, he might be just a matchup nightmare that you can't keep off the floor. But if not, you know, Viser, man, he looks good. He looks physically imposing. Uh, so if those two guys could even be what – and with different statistics, but what Coloco and Terry were mm-hmm. not Matherin, then this Arizona team suddenly very frisky and interesting because yes, it, again, you know what you're going to get at the bare minimum from Creasa, you know what you're going to get at the bare minimum from uh, the Texas transfer, you know, Pel Larson and I think all those guys played better this year because right. Larson played very well for team suite turned a lot of heads with, with scouts uh, you know, Chris Beard shackled, uh, what's his face? Courtney
1: Ramey. That's where we, Ramey. I want to get to in a second. Yeah. And
0: then Kirk Kreese, although, you know, we all know his limitations, he put up some impressive numbers for Estonia against better teams and better right. players. Now, do I wish he had hit that game winner he took? Yeah, but I think Larson missed the game winner too. But I mean, the guy went toe to toe, Jack John with uh, uh, Luca. You mm-hmm. think he's going to be intimidated by uh, yeah. whatever that, transfer that guard be- Oregon's trotting out?
1: That showed me all that showed me all I needed to see too. And it wasn't this fake kind of bravado. It was a bravado no. that, you know, I know who you are, but I'm on the same basketball court as you. I, I found that very endearing right there. And like I said, too, it wasn't fake bravado. It was very, you could just tell that was kind of how he was wired.
0: And he played well. I mean, again, Luca outscored him, I think two to one. Um, But Luca is possibly a top three player in the NBA. Right. And Kirk Krisa, Last year, wasn't a top three player on his college team, and and, and Kirk Risa had 14. I think he had five or six assists, had a couple rebounds in a game uh, that they ended up, I think, losing. But, you know, again, Estonia is not one of the top five teams in, in Eastern Europe.
1: Right. Courtney, let's talk Courtney Rainey. You talked about him being shackled a little bit by Chris Beard. I agree with you. I think that you... I think the numbers that he could put up at Arizona are far more indicative of his junior numbers, where he averaged about 12 and points per game, uh, you know, chipped in three assists and was one of the better defenders in the conference. Because again, Chris Beard runs a slowdown style. I'm not bashing Chris Beard and just telling you the way it is. He runs a slowdown style. And Ramey, when you watch him, and again, I didn't I didn't watch a ton of Courtney Ramey, but he's pretty quick. Um, the shot looks solid. I think I expect Ramey to be a solid player for Arizona and I expect him to be one of the handful three or four best players on this team. I really do.
0: Yeah. Assuming Arizona plays at the same tempo they played last year, assuming Ramey is either in the starting lineup or the first guard off the bench. I don't think 10 to 14 is unreasonable. Right. Um, again, he was about a 12 point a game guy as a junior uh, last year. I think he was about nine. Uh, really, I think the only thing that hurts his scoring is: is are there going to be enough shots? Right, because this is an Arizona team where most of the guys on the floor can 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 put up. You know, if you look at their top eight or nine, maybe the only guy who's not getting legit offensive touches is is Balla, right? Uh, because he does his best on on putbacks and things like that. But everyone else can can manufacture offense. Um, but you know, just look at what. Kyer did last year, but this is a better player, a better athlete, and he's probably going to play eight minutes more a game.
1: And he's and he's more proven. I know Kyer averaged nine a game at Georgia, but Ramey was a third-team all-conference player in the Big 12. So, you know, in the Big 12 is one of the best conferences, one of the handful of best conferences in college basketball. So that's something you need to take into account. But I also think that he fits in well next to uh, – I almost said Steve Kerr – next to uh, Kerr Kreese because, you know – If I'm Arizona, I want Kreese to be able the most important thing for me is for him to be able to get those shooting numbers up. There's no reason that he should be shooting 32% from three and 37% from the field just with that form and what we've heard. I think I don't think he's ever going to be a good defender, but I think that that Courtney Ramey coming in here allows him to be able to guard those more dynamic players.
0: A, I'm not convinced. Raimi doesn't wind up with the ball in his hands more running the point than than Kreisa. I think that's a very real possibility. Um, right. At the very least, we know Tommy Lloyd likes multiple ball handlers. Right. So, assuming your starting lineup is Raimi, Kreisa, and Larson, you got three ball handlers. Ball right. played point guard in Europe. I don't. I don't think he's a point guard, but he's a guy who certainly you can run the offense through, like they did Terry at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to put that kind of pressure on ball because Terry was pretty spectacular as a point forward at times last year. But again, Kreesa, this is gonna again, I think this resembles a lot of the early loot teams right. where you didn't have you know, they didn't have a legit point guard really till Damon's senior year.
1: Mm-hmm. It was always okay.
0: combo guard. If you remember it was Kerr right. and
1: they uh, they didn't have a legit dominant point guard. Per se. Like you said, it was a lot of it was Matt Othics, it was Steve Kerr's, it was guys like that.
0: Well, Kerr played with uh I can't think of his name all of a sudden. Craig McMillan. Uh, McMillan, and both of them touched the ball quite a bit. Uh mm-hmm. then you had the two maps. Right. Um, and they were combo guards. You know, you throw on Loft and Gier. Uh then even when when Damon came in, he was playing next to Khalid, who had mm-hmm. the ball in his hands a lot. And really, if you look at the 94 team, you had three point guards on the floor. Right. Um, so those were the loot teams. And that's what I think this team is, could end up being where, yeah, Kirk Reese is the point guard. Yeah, he might have the most assists. But on nights where he's stroking it, right. Ramey's suddenly getting him involved. Uh, and vice versa. On nights where Ramey may have that matchup where he can just go to the hole, then you're running plays for him and letting Creesa just set him up on whatever it is, pick and roll, uh, you know, slip screens, things like that.
1: Brad, if I told you about the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX.
0: Uh, You tell me so much, I might tattoo it.
1: I I was going to say, I actually know somebody who got a PHNX tattoo. So if I can get Brad to get a PHNX tattoo, it changes the equation. But here's the deal. The NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook app is hooking up all the fans. Right now, new customers can bet just 5 bucks and get $200 in free bets instantly, instantly. It's simple. You download the DraftKings Sportsbook and use code word promo or promo PHNX and bet on an NFL team to win. And if your team wins by – or is up by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. That's promo code PHNX for the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. Now, before we we sign off here, Brad – I am still even watching that Mississippi State game, going back to football, even watching that game. And I think Justin Kaufman made a great point here. He's put in back the A multiple times. Justin, we appreciate that. Uh, Tina in here as well, back the A. Sean, he's a Cougar, Saguaro Cougar. You he's can also say Barry Right? Back the A, Ray. I mean, that speaks for itself right there. But all I can say is this, is that yes arizona's one and one and yes that they struggled against mississippi state but if you were to tell me that i would have watched these two uh miss san diego state and mississippi state and how arizona played and what i thought i would have taken that all every day all day of the week before uh, the season started
0: yeah i mean again i did i come away disappointed because Arizona a new one sure but i was also optimistic by things i saw because i see a lot of fixable things right um and against, again, that might end up being a Mississippi State team that wins eight nine. I don't think they're that a could be
1: a team teams. that finishes in the top fifteen in the country. They've got some players for sure. Yeah,
0: you know, and again, they're a veteran team. Really, the thing you, are to me, the biggest thing you fear with Mississippi State and is one reason I thought Arizona might win is just sometimes Leech's teams implode a game or two. Right, they're a lot like rod like team. They are. Like they string two or three wins together, and then they go to UCLA and lose fifty six by forty eight points. Yes. Yeah, know, it suddenly couldn't get a first down and. Yeah. So that might happen. But again, I think when you look at them, he's done a very nice job there in a program that is a, you know, bottom third team typically in in the sec. And you know, when you combine what he's done, what, what Mark Stoops has done, what they're kind of doing at Arkansas, some of those teams are moving up and you know, Tennessee's right. still stuck in neutral. Right. So it's an interesting league that gets way too much hype.
1: William, as always really appreciate you hopping on. Where can they find your work?
0: Uh, yeah, assuming the computer doesn't crash again, should have a podcast up today or tomorrow. It's on all the uh, platforms Apple, Spotify, Anchor. I think it's even on Google uh, Podcast. If not, uh, follow me at WSR Brad on Twitter, where I tweet mostly about U of A stuff, occasionally about other stuff, and uh, post up all the links. And usually give Mike, uh, I actually don't give you a really hard time on Twitter. We're pretty civil.
1: Yeah, no, you're, no, I mean, Brad's the man, Brad, uh, Brad, pre- Brad appreciates simplicity from Mike Luke. So, but, uh, again, as always, my man appreciate you, Brad, always on Tuesday. Yeah, I
0: want from my Mike Luke. I want a list. I want, uh, want a list. I, want, I, want, I, want I want to know a random to thing. Trade, about and I want who, no singing.
1: And I want to know too, who do you think's better? They're a junior year, Damon Stoudemire or a freshman year. So, and so that's the questions you can get from Mike Luke randomly, but Brad can and I get an you?
0: entire Vegas trip?
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Can I get you to uh, commit to being on the post game with and myself this Saturday?
0: This one might be tough. We got baseball season starting and Tyler's got a game at seven. So if I decide to actually sit down and watch the game, no, if I just get the score, then I'll, then I'll hop on with you guys.
1: All right, my man, as always, dude, I appreciate you, bro.
0: But that cow game day game should be on. All right. He's Brad Alice. Follow him on
1: Twitter at, at WSR Brad. I'm Mike Luke signing off. We will talk to you all tomorrow. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.